0: The podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded recently with Ina Farana from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Ina is a patient living with spinal muscular atrophy, and due to her disease, her voice is very weak. We decided to air this podcast because it shows the reality of living with this disease. Many of the key elements of this podcast are provided in the description.
1: Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. I have SMA Type 2, and I am a columnist and forums director for smanewstoday.com. Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast, episode 79. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. And joining me today is Aina Farana from, and she is from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, uh, and she has SMA Type 3. Uh, Aina... Uh, contributed to um, she's, we've done a Monday shout out with her on our Instagram before and she's also contributed to one of our sister sites, our muscular dystrophy site before uh, for their 30 days of MD initiative. So I'm really excited to have her on. She's a graphic designer with SMA. So Aina, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for
2: having me. Okay, hi. I'm Aina from Malaysia. I was titled at the age of two and a half years old a biopsy. It actually started when my parents started to realize that I didn't achieve a normal bicycle. Just like a normal kid. So from there I just started to go here and then go to the hospital and And found out that I am having SMA.
1: Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, no, I know we were talking right before recording, like, um, so I I know I said SMA type 3 in there, but it was kind of like, uh, you are kind of like on the borderline there. So... It's sort of a like, again, like between two and three um, is what they yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you. So, so I'm really excited to talk with you today. Thank you for coming on. And before we get started, if everyone could please listen to a brief word from our sponsor.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Genentech, the makers of an FDA-approved treatment for SMA. To learn about our study results across different types of people with SMA, visit ApprovedForSMA.com. That's approved for SMA dot com.
1: Okay, so Anna. So to start off, like I know you said a little bit in the intro there, but can you tell listeners just a little bit about yourself and, um, like you said, when you were diagnosed with SMA and got just a little bit about your story. Um.
2: Okay. So me, I'm a graphic designer. Right now. Yeah. Um. I finished uh degree in graphic design. I had a younger sister. Shirley. She was also a Sunday patient, but she passed away eight years ago due to pneumonia. So yeah, it was a very tough moment for me actually the past seven, eight years ago. It was really hard, you know, been losing it, with FMA. It feels like, yeah, it's a sudden shock for me. You can see that I, I feel like suddenly I lost someone, someone that I love, someone that I really miss. She was my best
1: friend. I'm really sorry to hear that and I know, yeah, Yeah. go go ahead. Sorry, you broke up for just a sec. Can you repeat that just about, um, you were talking about like growing up with SMA? Oh yeah, growing up with SMA is actually like very tough. Mm -hmm. And it's
2: quite hard, but I guess I pulled it through
1: because
2: of the support from my parents, my siblings, my grandparents, my friends, you know, it was like awesome. I am
1: surrounded with some kind of the very kind-hearted people. Sure, sure. No, I mean that the family support is essential. And I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about your sister there. Um, do you mind if I ask too? Did you have? Did you have any other siblings as well? No, it's just the
2: of us. So a, we we are kind. very close. Yeah. Yeah, we're just like you have a friendship every day, fighting
1: the same thing
2: that siblings
1: does. Right. Right. No, it's, oh, it's for sure a really powerful relationship. Um, And so, can you talk to a little bit about just um, when you are growing up, like, school life, uh, social life, just in what ways did SMA impact that? Or maybe it didn't. Maybe you just, you know, you kind of just grow up. Like, what was kind of your life like growing up in school and that kind of thing? Okay, school life was quite
2: challenging, especially during primary school. Hmm. My parents had to stitch. For a school which is accessible back then, back then of course it's not. None of the school was accessible at all. So most of the classes are up class. So my parents had to carry me every day. My dad, mm. my dad will carry me every day to class. You know, uh, and my friends will carry the wheelchair. They will help. They will help me. So it's been like going through the whole year of my life, and then. Um, when I was in school life, I still use a normal WeChat. I didn't use the old two WeChat yet, so I had to ask my friend for help. Mm-hmm. They are just, I think they are very, very good friends. I don't even need them to ask for help. I don't need them. Uh, I you know they will just help willingly without asking for help, which is very cool. I'm like, I am grateful. Surrounded with a very awesome and a very kind-hearted. Of I didn't know anything about SME until I reached the age of eighteen years old. I decided to Google it myself. So then I found out that oh, there's actually like a lot of things to know about. That that time also my my late sisters uh started to get injured, back and forth to the hospital. So that is why I started to be curious like. What is this? So,
1: from there, know more and more. And see, that's something I'm really curious about too is like, you know, I mean, I have had primarily Americans on the show before. And so, like, I know well about the American healthcare system. But that's what I'm curious about is like, if you can talk about that. So, you mentioned A, you had problems with accessibility at school, for one. Um, and then also just be, no, getting the proper knowledge and education about SMA. So uh, can you just talk a little bit about that, like what the healthcare system is like there and then, um, and I mean, especially now, na- just navigating as an adult with a disability.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, okay, in Malaysia, we don't have any specific doctor for SMA. Um, SMA is considered as a rare disease. since so it's one in 50 is a tag But then, um, I think... It's not rare anymore because once in a week there's a daily bond with us aid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have um we are categorized as a disabled person, which we have to register with the social welfare department so that we can get all the privilege provided by the government. Mm-hmm. Uh by creating maybe some of it in the state, but on a very low price. So I also collaborated with the um, NGO, V which we started to create awareness to the public. You know, they gave talk, they gave a video event to the medical practitioners and also to the public. So I guess now we are slowly getting the attention from them. I also was involved in the booklet living with SMA in Malaysia. So, you know, by doing that booklet, I guess I made myself know more about SMA through that. I didn't know, as I mentioned, I didn't know anything about before that, but by doing that, I was like, oh, okay, this is like a new info for me, which I can adapt. How do I adapt it in my life? So I guess we, I just have to keep on advocating to the public. Of course, the level of public awareness is still low, but I guess I won't give up. just keep on advocating, uh, you know, just with sharing sessions. At yeah, I just time, um, I can also take the opportunity to market my product. You know, like I have my own brand which is Shon by INA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So through promoting and also marketing, you know, like two in one thing. But about the healthcare system, I guess to know what is the especially the new doctors, young doctors. So yeah, I guess I just have to tell them what is the time about, you know from there as
1: the only way. Well, and I can tell you even, I mean, in America, yeah. it's a experience a lot of times too, where depending on where you are, the doctors may know nothing about SMA. And like, often we are the ones that have to educate them. I and mean, for me, I'm very fortunate to live near a hospital that has very um, renowned experts on SMA. And I, again, I'm really fortunate there, but I have other friends in different parts of the country that like their doctors really know next to nothing. And, um, uh, and it's just, it's all a matter of, where, and like you said, just advocating for yourself and doing that kind of like, it's a lot of work, but that's ultimately how things improve and how there's more public awareness. Um, and I imagine too, like, cause you're, you're pretty active on Instagram and social media. Like, have you been able to connect with other SMARs that other people in the community that way?
2: Yes. Uh, in Malaysia, yes. We, we sometimes do a gathering, you know, we just meet up with each other, an update on each other's lives, being like, there are still, not to say a lot, mm-hmm. but less than five, right, you can say, of people, uh, estimated adults living in Malaysia with a caregiver and living it on their own. That's not much. So they live, uh, we, uh, we call it a personal assistant. So they have their own caregiver, which will be with them. But not more. Uh, but not more
1: than five, blocks, like, Only a few of them. the rest. We just it is our family. That's awesome. And in that group, like, and so, uh, when did that get started? Or when did you become a part of it? I
2: become part of it when my sister passed away. Okay. Is, when is it? Seven, eight years ago. Okay. I found
1: out seven, two sure. Three no, that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Because I mean. I know that's, damn I mean, it, for me, that's what's helped so much, especially as an adult, is like connecting with others in the community. And, um, cause like I said, it's like we're really the ones that know most about it and like we can educate yeah, medical yeah. professionals <laughs> and, and just the public in general. So that's really awesome. Um, well, thank you. No, that's really fascinating to hear. And so, um, another thing I want to ask you, I, you know, we mentioned earlier that you are a graphic designer and I know art is, you know, your primary passion. Can you talk about that? I mean, when uh, like you, when you got really interested in it, and just how it evolved into a career.
2: Okay, so I was introduced into art since childhood. I guess that is just my quality time between my parents, mm-hmm. my sister. You know, we just love art and love so much. Um, and my other parents is also a opposite. person. He made everything from scratch at his house. I guess my mom takes from my. I think from her. So it's like inherited um passion. So all of us love art. It I can just say that it's like a therapy for all of us. You know, I decided to make art as my career. But but after high school life. You know, um from there I I like okay, I diploma for two years in Diploma Interactive Design and then am pursued a degree in graphic design. So from there, I guess, I will just be my number one career. There's no other option at all. Even though my mom asked me to be a lawyer, I don't want. Uh, that's just not me. I just can't. I might say, why not? About, how about engineers. I just like, oh, no, 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 thank you. So that is still not either. So I guess I follow my own passion.
1: That's awesome. I mean, you got to do what you're passionate about, and I love that, that uh, that is something, you know, that you developed a passion for as a child and it really carried in um, through your adult years. So that's great. That's great. Well, and I do want to talk about um, your college experience in just a minute. But before we do, if everyone could listen to a, another brief word from our sponsor.
0: This podcast is made possible by a sponsorship from Genentech. Are you living with SMA or are you a caregiver for someone who is? A treatment has been FDA-approved based on studies of different types of people living with SMA. Genentech extends a special thanks to all the individuals, families, and healthcare providers who participated in the studies that led to making this treatment option a reality. To learn more about this treatment, visit ApprovedForSMA.com.
1: Okay, well, uh, thank you for sharing that. I, and that's, that's great that, um, again, you... Uh, took that passion and like led your career now can you talk to um a little bit just about your college experience and what that was i mean did you um go away for college or did you stay at home um, um what was that experience like for you and you know pursuing your degree oh yeah college
2: life was awesome seriously i love college life because it was like my college is just nearby my house it took take about 20 minutes so my mom will drop me every day um, at that time, I still use a normal wheelchair. So my friends will always wait for me at the lobby every day. You know, I I don't. Uh, they will just like it's actually a different person every time. It's not the same person. So, yeah, I think like yes, yeah, so, yeah. Um, the college. Uh, last time it was a uh, uh, before they renovated, they make a ramp special for me. They make the. I we like, uh okay, uh but, um this table toilet is for me to use. And then when I started my degree at the same college, and then I did a training program with uh, Nottingham Trent University. And then um they they built a new a new, new school building, which everywhere is accessible. There's no like uh skis, uh skis face. There's no uh, how do you say that? There's a part that you know everywhere. Is this easy for even from the toilet to the counter, to go to the classroom? You don't have to. So my my friends do not have to step up on the wheelchair anymore and carry. There's there's nothing else to do. It's just so good. And I guess the college management are very helpful, and even my lecturers are very understanding. You know when I ask for some extra time, as, you know, as a way we can do things before like, right? um, we cannot do, do, do do things for a long time, like, any extra time, they would just so they are very understanding
1: and very helpful. That's awesome. That's so, really, like, uh, that's amazing that they built RAMP for you and everything. I mean, it, it's a, it was really, I mean, here you say that, it's similar to my college experience in that I also lived at home, and my campus was about 20 minutes away as well. Um, but similar thing where it was just, I mean, I, I had a good school experience growing up, but college especially is just so much more liberating and you have that independence and similar to you, I mean, I had that group of friends who was always there to help me out and, um, cause like, I don't know for you if you had any kind of, did you have any kind of aid, um, in school growing up or were you just kind of like, um, just kind of had friends help you out? Uh, you mean they hit of
2: the
1: like, in, in, um, in, like, primary school, and like, did the school provide you with, like, a, an aid at all, a personal aid, or were, um, to help, like, to assist with, you know, like, books or anything like that? Um, I don't know if they provide, or did you just kind of, like, ask for friends whenever you needed help with something? Um,
2: not in school, but uh-huh. in college,
1: yes. In college, yeah, yeah, college yeah. College, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, in college, but, like, you know, I was
2: still down school with them. Okay. We even travel. Which is, I never thought that I could do that. So whenever we have a college trip, we we'll trip to a museum or to a beach for photography sessions and everything. So we all like, he will always help me, bring me, carry me around with the wheelchair and just have fun and enjoy our life. Just like a normal college student.
1: That's awesome. I, oh, I, mean, I like no, that's the thing. College is great. I mean, it's, you know, like, um, but yeah, I was asking that because, like, like, in school, I had an aide with me growing up. But then in college, what they did was, like, they hired um, students to be, like, my note-takers in class. And so, I, like, I didn't have anyone accompany me um, throughout the day. Like, I would just, you know, ask friends if I needed help with something or whatever. But, uh, but that was what, we had the, the Disability Services Office, at my university they yeah they provided note takers which was very helpful for me but um but yeah it's that's really cool though that you had those accommodations so that's awesome yeah no, college life is the best huh oh, that's great
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and so i so um again just going back to your career a little bit so post-college then i know you had uh like what kind of were you looking for anything specific in terms of graphic design like uh um, what was the process like of job hunting or and all that
2: yeah, I knew that once I graduated, I cannot work outside mm-hmm. because the job, the, definitely is not for me it's, you know have to travel, working with you know working hours, uh office hours is just like a no for me. So I decided to do a freelance. Yeah. Which I started my own brand, and then from there I started to get uh client from. I think you could say from all around the state, which is, like, they still need know about what I do, so they will ask about me to do, um, what is the called, um, commission work. Mm-hmm. So I also do exhibition, yeah, to exhibit my artwork,
1: and then I also teach kids oh, wow. about art. That's really cool, like elementary school kids, or uh kindergarten kids yeah that's
2: awesome yeah. that's awesome uh, involve them with art on um, we know when are childhood is like it's a good way for them to express yeah feelings. you know like through art you get also express their feelings so i get to know more about their character yeah their, their hobby they focus their life and it's just so awesome to see that
1: that's fantastic that's really cool I mean it, and well and that's the great thing about like a freelancer is because it was like you can set your own schedule and have opportunities like that to do teaching on the side and stuff so that's really awesome um and that leads to my next question and that is like so what is a typical day look like for you when you think about like your typical work day so um, and I, I'm sure I don't know if it's changed at all with the pandemic, but um, but what just what is like a typical day of the week look like for you?
2: So yes, is like semi- means like living with a body that doesn't want to cooperate with your mind. You know, sometimes you want to do this and more, but your body just doesn't allow it. Of course, I do have like falling behind my work and yeah, sometimes I try, but I can't do. It. Just like normal people do, it's really like, you know, when you can't complete a task, which requires a lot of physical activities and energy. So I guess if I had to tell you the hardest part about living with this disease, is just that the constant battle between the life, I envision for myself and the life, SMA wants for me. Hmm. You know, SMA and I are never on the same page. Sometimes, we are amicable to one another and the co-exist, but on the other days, we are just a war. You know, at times, it can feel like, can I control my life? Occupying every moment. And I also have scoliosis, which living with scoliosis is no easy thing. Yeah. Sometimes it can give me a constant pain and discomfort. But yeah, I guess the time awoodle Stopping me from doing my favorite activities. I do end up with my friends. We went for food mm-hmm. hunting, traveling, and then hanging out with my family and friends. It does change on how you know. You know, like on certain things, you just have to be considered with yourself. You just have to know your own body. You know, like I have to anticipate it and manage my own body. I guess every day it's just a new learning experience
1: as I go live with No, you're totally right. I mean, it's just, it is that, like, always trying to find that balance. And it's like your mind wants to do one thing, but then your body says, nope, not today. And, like, and it's just always, like, kind of that um, back and forth. But, um, but that, no, that's really cool that you said that. And, um, well, not no, too. Uh, thinking about that do you have any advice for others in the SMA community because now that you know I mean you've established um your working career and um and everything else like what would you say to others in the SMA community? I would
2: say that life is certainly as good as it could you know they are going to be a bad days they're going to be a hard time they're going to be challenges to overcome and mountains to climb. but There is also going to be a room for joy. You just have to choose to remember it that way. You know, don't give up. Don't don't give up on your life. You just have to have a dream. If you have a dream, just go on and try to achieve it. You know, get what you want. SMA will not stop me from being what I love.
1: That's great. I love that. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a great conversation. And uh, before we go, oh, yes, um, where can people find you? Because I know you have your art, and I know you're on Instagram. So where is the best best place people can find you?
2: Oh, yeah, so you can find me through my Instagram and also Facebook. Aina Farhana, A-I-N-T-E-F-A-R-H-E-N-A-H. Or my um, Instagram uh, page, mm-hmm. which is Chantang by Aina. You know, I hope that one day I could market my product internationally not just the malaysia i just hope that one day everyone will get a piece of my artwork which is that is one of my
1: dreams i think that's a great dream to have and i wish you the best luck on it i hope that is able that happens one day that's great awesome well ana thank you so much again and for our listeners out there you can find more conversations by subscribing to this podcast We're all over SoundCloud, Spotify, and you can find us on our main website at smanewstoday.com. You can also check out our YouTube channel and our forums, which is also on the main website, and we'd love to talk with you there. So thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care.
0: The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.